The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Today, we have a special guest with us. It's kind of been a theme that we've been going going, uh, with here for a bit. So I'm excited for today's topic. Adam, Carol, say hello to everyone. Hey, Patrick, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be with you and, and your tribe today. Yeah, great. It's, it's going to be fun. Your website's theshredmethod.com. And I know for people that are just listening and not necessarily watching, they're thinking, oh, wow, this is like a bodybuilding type of episode. <laughs> and it's not. It's a bodybuilding episode or it's a, it's a, it's a wealth building episode that eliminating episode. So I think it's going to be terrific and applies to literally anyone who's listening. I know you work with a lot of dentists, which we'll talk about here in a second, but tell me a little bit about the shredmethod.com, kind of what you do. What's yeah. the overview, Adam? The, the overview is basically that there are two great expenses that we all have in life. And one is taxes and the other is the interest expense on debt. Mm-hmm. But because of the way that most of us function in a banker's business model, we pay very little attention to the second, to the, to the interest expense on debt. And so in, in summary, Patrick, in, in brief here, you know, one of the things we do is we help dentists and dental practices maximize the pay down of their debt in rapid fashion so that they can actually take home more profit at the end of the day or the end of the year. And we're finding saving dentists tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in a year or two by using the shred method on both their practice and traditionally their primary mortgage or a vacation home if they have one. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot here. We had a guest on the program, yeah. he's been on a few times, who helps dentists with taxes and, and lowering tax liabilities. He said the average dentist over the course of their lifetime pays an additional $1 million that they don't have to pay to the IRS every uh, over their career, right? A million bucks. That's a, a yeah. lot of money. And I know how you're already compounding interest in your, in your head. You're going, wow, that million dollars is probably actually more like 2 million or 3 million or whatever it is. It's a lot of money. What do you think the average dentist pays in interest that over their course of their career that they don't need to pay? If you had to take a guess. If I had to take a guess and we're including both primary mortgage, if we're talking about practice debt, equipment debt, you know, all those kinds of things, it, it is easily a million dollars. Yeah. Knowing what I know about what some equipment costs and, and, you know, if someone's buying out of practice as an example, or has an SBA loan, you know, if someone's got a million dollars in practice debt or as debt spread out among their primary mortgage and their practice, it's easily a million bucks in interest that they'll spend unnecessarily. And I would say, you know, if we want to stay super conservative, somebody is easily spending $500,000 in interest if they're just going about their day and paying their you know, their, their monthly payments, even contributing a little bit more to their monthly payments versus what the shred allows them to do, which is, you know, you're creating massive equity in short amounts of time and not paying those hundreds of thousands or a million dollars in interest over the life of the loans you've taken out. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a, you hear that the golden age of dentistry is over with, it's that it's dead or whatever, right? It's a common, a common thing that I hear. If you're looking back 20, 30, 40 years during that golden age, 10 years ago, whatever it was, there's some principles that are very different right now. What you can charge for dentistry has changed. What equipment costs overhead and all that 
has changed. You can't yeah. really change. You can't fix some of those things, but the debt principle has changed a right. lot in this country, right? I mean, there's a big difference between debt 30, 40 years yep. ago and today. What does that look like? Well, I think there's certainly a, a greater appetite for taking on debt. And, and we've, I think societally, we've created this idea that debt is normal, natural, and good. And, right. and I would argue too, that it can be, I think there's a way to do that intelligently. But I also think that if a, if a, a, a dental practitioner is relying solely on borrowed money from lenders and is, is under this mindset of, no, I'm going to borrow, 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 and I'm going to you know, buy all this equipment and I'm going to charge more for it and I get to make more money and you don't pay attention to how much the interest expense on that debt is, it could eat you somewhat alive. And we compare and contrast that with someone who uses the shred method where you're rapidly creating equity, you're displacing or replacing that equity in something that allows you to borrow from it regularly. And then you can loan money to your practice in a way that's beneficial on both sides of the, the transaction. That's really the strategy that we are trying to help Dennis with is understanding that you don't have to change your lifestyle much at all. We have to change or alter the way the cash flow flows through your business just a little bit. But in doing so, if you're willing to give it 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, it is a radically different situation when it comes to borrowing money because you're fundamentally going to be borrowing it from yourself. And the business is going to be paying you back at a higher interest clip than you would to a bank, which is good all the way around. That's really what we're trying to, to educate and coach, coach Dennis to, to begin to see the opportunity that lies in that situation and that method. Yeah, makes sense to me. On your website, you've got a button that says calculate uh, my savings. When you go to that page on yeah. your website, it says, and I'm going to just pull it up here real quick. And I invite everyone again to do it. Go to the shredmethod.com, calculate my savings, not going to hurt certainly can help you. It says most people can completely, uh, most people can be completely out of debt mortgage included within three to five years. Give me some quick tips right now so that people can use to start getting them on that track. Right. And I, I think getting out of debt for some people yeah. is going to be a painful experience. I, I think short term, yep. right, it's like a lot of awesome things that we do. If you want to get shredded physically, you got to go through some pain in order to get yeah. there, but there's some incredibly long-term benefits totally. that far outweigh that pain. I think that's the same thing with that. What are, what yeah. are some of those painful things that maybe you should look at doing right now that can help you get on track? Yeah. I'm going to give you like three or four core fundamental strategies here, Patrick, for your listeners. Yeah. So the first one is, and this is just kind of an overriding theme or philosophy we have, is that if you do for two years what most people won't do, you can do for the rest of your life what most people can't do. Mm -hmm. And dentists have this ability to make really, really good money. And so if for two years you decide you're not going to, to you know, get the new lease on the new Mercedes, you might drive the same car for another 18 months or 24 months. Yeah. Or if we're not going to take a $20,000 vacation, we limit it to a $10,000 vacation. You can do some really, really big things with that extra savings that you're putting away. So principle number one, do for two years. Number two is this idea that, that money is, that idle money is dangerous money, what we would call like lazy idle assets. And I know that having worked with dentists, they have these, they've set aside six months or 12 months in the bank. They've got some emergency fund or maybe a ton of sinking funds that they're using at home. And the way we, we describe that to people is 
if you were to leave your house in the morning to go to the grocery store and you came back, put your groceries away, but knew you were going to go to the post office at three or four o'clock in the afternoon, would you leave your car idling in the driveway all day? Right. Yeah, he wouldn't do what it. What would you say? Yeah, yeah no. Mm -mm. You wouldn't do it. Yeah, no. Inefficient, hard on the economy, hard on your vehicle, waste right. gas, et cetera, right. et cetera. But, but what most business owners do is they leave money idling in an account for a period of time, days, weeks, months on end, when that money could be leveraged in a way that creates more efficiency for it, allowing you to reduce your SBA loan or your equipment loan or whatever it is you're paying off within the confines of the business. And you could be doing the same thing personally by blasting away your, your primary mortgage or your lake home or whatever you have. So we like to, to tell people that we're going to start to really investigate your lazy idle assets. So for the dentists out there listening, how much money are, do you have sitting on the sidelines? It's been sitting there for days or weeks or months on end, and you have it there to keep you, uh, you know, confident or worry-free or whatever in, in a market downturn, but it could be used in some way, shape or form. And so the third philosophy or, or you know, maybe tip or strategy we have for you is there is a difference between available money and accessible money. And we've all been taught really by the Dave, you know, the Daves and Susies of the world that we got to have six to 12 months of living expenses in the bank. Sure. But do you need that available or do you need that accessible? Right. And so we got to define how much do you need in available money and how much do you need on a business line of credit that's available to you or equity in a property or credit cards for that matter that you have access to that if times were hard, you could turn to that but you also know how easy it is for you to make money. So let's determine at a very finite amount, how much do you need sitting on the sidelines? Yep. Does that make sense? It does. It makes total sense. So talking about that pain and pleasure, right? You're talking about, hey, you're going to be able to do things with your money. Most people will never be able to do if you just yep. you know, do it or can't do. I think it's the words you said. If you just do yep. these things now, which makes total sense. What are some of the big objections? What are some of like the you know, kicking and screaming that people do when they're starting to go down this path to shredding their debt in three to five years? Yeah, the, there, there's two big ones. And the one that we get quite often that we can override, generally speaking, is, well, I lose my mortgage deduction. I lose my interest deduction on my taxes, right? Yeah. And in 2017, when they changed the tax code, essentially couples now get, it was 25.9 at the time, I think it's 26.3 or 26.7 that uh, a married couple can get as a standard deduction, regardless right. if you have mortgage debt or not. Right. So if you've got you know, a really healthy mortgage and lots of interest, then maybe you're better off itemizing. But the reality for the majority of folks out there is you probably don't have enough mortgage interest to itemize. Now you may have other things. Right. And if so, great, itemize all, you know, all day long. But our goal shouldn't be to carry this big, long mortgage and debt and pay our bankers hundreds of thousands of dollars so we can write off 40 grand in, you know, in interest uh, yeah. to Uncle Sam. That's the first one. The second one that, that people generally will say is, I'm going to have to completely change everything. You know, how much time is this going to take me on my finances? Because I have everything set up right now. And usually what I'll say there is, this is going to add maybe 10 to 15 minutes a week in your finances to do, you are going to have to move money a little bit differently. <clears throat> but what you'll notice is you're going to see massive debt reduction happen in short order that you would not see otherwise. Right. So there is a payoff to the, to the 
you know, to the pain, if you will, of having to reorient how your finances go. But that's also part of what our coaching provides is we're going to help you structure everything logistically that will actually make your finances easier. Yep. Let me ask you this question. I'm sure you get this a lot. I have a mortgage. It's probably at 30% of what the value of our home is, or maybe a little bit less, but it's at, I think, 2.7%. That's what it was when we bought the house in 2019 or 2020. Is that good debt or is that bad debt? Yeah, this is a great question. It's probably, I I would want to look at where you're at in the amortization table or how much your payment is and how much of your payments going to principal versus interest. Sure. Because one of the core philosophies that we have with any amortized debt, business loan, equipment loan, mortgage, et cetera, is we actually want to accelerate the amortization table. So it may not be to pay it off to zero for some of the folks out there that are like, no, I like debt. Good debt's good debt. And I, I agree with that. So long as a majority of your payment that you're making every month is going to principal and not to interest. Sure. So our goal might be that we accelerate everything to the point where 60 or 70% of your payments going to principal. And we're like, you're good. Keep making that payment. If you can make it, don't worry about it. Right. However, let's look at having a line of credit against the equity that you have so we can deploy that strategically into investments that create cash flow. Because as, as Dennis go or any business owner goes, our goal should be at some point is to work less and less, but make more and more. Right. And one of the only ways to do that when you're a practitioner who makes money in the chair is you've got to have other vehicles that are creating passive income for you. Right. And we like to call it massive, passive, permanent streams of income. Right. The way to a way to do that is to take some of the equity that you have in your, your assets and place those into things like syndications and other deals that are turning cash flow every month. And so, you know, in your case, Patrick, if you're at a 30% LTV and a ton of your income's going to, to principal, we might say instead, hey, let's see if we can get a 50 or $100,000 line of credit, but then start deploying that strategically where for every 50 grand you put in, you're getting $500 a month from that in cash flow. Right. And we know that through shred, you're going to shred that 50 grand down in no time. So maybe you're doing four or five of those 50 grand investments a year, which might create another two grand or three grand a, a, a month in income by the end of the year. That's really where we start to leverage that strategy on the back end of the debt payoff. Yeah. So let's talk for a minute about uh, big red flags. I mean, there's probably a better way for, for, for me to say that. But what is it like, sure. hey, if you're in this situation right now, you have to do something right now because you're going over a cliff. Like you're, you know, you're heading down the, the Niagara River, River right now and the falls are just a few hundred yards away. What is, what is that? What yep. is the big, you know, the, the big danger that you see out there? And if someone is in that situation, they need to reach out to you or someone else like you who can help them. Yeah. Any dentist that feels like they're living paycheck to paycheck. Like I work so stinking hard, but there's not a lot of money left at the end of the Mm -hmm. month. Yeah. That's one of those areas that we love working with because two things really have happened. Number one, either their revenues have fallen short of where they thought they were going to be. So relative to their, their living expenses, they're not making enough to cover it. Right. And that could be part of it is that just revenues are down. We got to figure out how to stop the bleeding or play better offense in effect. Right. Right. And the second part of that is we've got to play really good defense, which is minimizing the expenses that you have, or at the very, very least, 
bringing your money decisions to the very conscious level. And I think as a very broad brush statement, Patrick, this is what happens for a lot of individuals, business owners, uh, really anyone, is when we start making enough money, the money decisions become very unconscious. It's like, well, we have enough, so go ahead and buy that. Right. Or there's money in the account, so let's just go out to eat, or let's go on vacation, or let's buy this new car or new shoes or whatever it is. And shred what, what it does when we go through the shred method, particularly for dentists, is it brings the spending to the very conscious level mm. where you start to get pretty intentional about where you're spending and where you're not and making decisions like, yeah, I could do that. I'm choosing not to because my goal is actually to blast away this debt and free up my cash flow by two grand a month or right. whatever the number is of your debt payments. Right. And once that's done, then I can more intentionally go out and do the things that I know I need to do. So very simply as a dental brief, I think the takeaway is this, let's bring your money decisions to the very conscious level and be very intentional about where you're spending money. If it feels like you're at the end of the month, yep. you know, scraping together how to get by and scraping together, maybe a relative term, but, but if it feels like there's, there's not as much as you think should be there, let's get intentional about your money decisions. Yeah, makes sense. Adam, I want to thank you again for coming on here. The website is theshredmethod.com. Uh, check it out. Um, calculate your savings. Go there. Take a look. Fill out the form. Calculate the savings. Get in touch. Thank you very much for being here, Adam. We appreciate it. Yeah, Patrick, thanks for having me. What you do is super important and appreciate the work you're doing. Thanks for having me.